Barbaros. Adam. That's me. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm okay. Welcome home. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I heard you were away. Some people will call it that, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so should... I'm sure some of our audience is is wondering why the uh, the pod is is a few days late. No, they probably aren't wondering so much if they're following us on Instagram because I put it all out there that it was very poor planning in your end. I don't know <laughs> if you read my my caption, so I'm pretty sure everyone's already in the loop that you fucked up. Mm, mm, thank you, thank you, thanks for. Wait, why don't you say it just for like the record? Go ahead. <coughs> Thanks for uh, throwing your co-creator uh, under the bus. I appreciate it. But, well, I mean, as the chief executive creator, um, that's what I'm here for. Well, as the producer of the show, you know, things happen. And yes, I can be honest right? It's an honest program. We are, I'm honest to you. Ideally, you're honest to me, right? That's how this relationship works and our dynamic and, you know, what we bring to the table. Uh, we pull no punches. Uh, but yeah, uh, I just got back from uh, Cayman Islands about at this point, like landed about four hours ago. And originally, I definitely planned to have our, our normal recording on Monday, which was about, you know, um, you know, the third day into our vacation, but didn't realize truly how exhausting it is to, you know, not just, you know, the fun stuff, but, you know, the, the kids and the lugging around and the schedules and stuff like that. So by the time we typically record around, you know, 9 p.m. or after, I was, you know, completely wiped out. And it's a hotel setting, so, uh, you know, privacy was going to be a potential issue. Uh, and so here we are, mm-hmm. uh, a few days late. Mm-hmm. Uh, all because of me, full ownership on my behalf. But uh, you and I That's talked good. about it. We have a plan moving forward. Yep, good job taking accountability. <clears throat> and um, as your manager of choreography, I think you really <laughs> pulled that off very nicely just now. <clears throat> we do choreography now on the show? That'd be a sight. What do you... Yeah, I mean, I'm the manager, the director of the... Mm. Yeah. Because of your dancing ability? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, well, welcome home. We're glad you're back. It's better late than never. Thank you, thank you. Right? Yeah. And and it'll give our listeners a chance to, you know, we'll we'll have this one put out. This recording will drop, you know, tonight. So it's Thursday night, the 17th, I believe. Yes. And then we'll record in like a few days again next episode. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a nice like it'll be a nice piggyback, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Can I say real quick? I haven't spoken to you much, but I did. I did message you about my phone was messing up, and I had to get it. I had to look into getting a new phone, and 
I want, excuse me, I looked into getting an iPhone and it caught like, even with the upgrade, it costs $400 to upgrade. Like I'm eligible for upgrade and it would have cost $400. So of course I'm not going to, I'm not in a position to do that. Um, so I did the $150 Android one and, you know, I know you always bust my chops about not going iPhone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm back to Android, but regardless of all that, and I think you called me like a big fat loser or something. Cause I didn't get an iPhone again, whatever. <laughs> um, but, but regardless of all that, that I just said, have you ever gotten a, like got a new phone and the connection is worse than your phone that was shitting the bed? Like the phone that I have now that I just got and paid 150 for in an upgrade situation, mm-hmm. the connection is worse than than the previous phone that was on its way out that was broke. Has that ever happened to you? And can I say that this can I I will say that this phone is three weeks. It's been out for three weeks. Mm. Okay. So how, how come my connection is more effed up than ever? I, I don't, does, has that ever happened to you? Um, I, honestly, I think I remember one time, you know, <clears throat> you know, getting an iPhone. I, I, I forget what number it is at this point, but like, I think there was like an issue like pretty quickly. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, you know, what it was or whatever, but uh, you, you might've got a lemon, right? I mean, it, it is technology. It's, it's there. There can be just natural problems with it. You know the way it was kind of put together, and you might have just gotten a uh, a crappier version of you know other you know the same phone that other people have gotten had you know no issues. So you know, might be a good yeah. thing to uh, you know bring it back to the store or whatever, and just have them t- take a look yeah, at that. Yeah, I'll go back to the yeah, I'll go back to the the Metro PCS, the the one that I just went to and got this, where I've had the the worst. The worst service experience known to man at any <laughs> phone store. This is a, this is what I had the other day. Okay, I mean the guy the guy didn't offer to transfer all my information to the new phone. Like didn't take care of any of that. Right? <laughs> Said, okay, you should be good to go. I walk out. You think you think you know everything's setting up you know the way it should be? No, I'm having trouble with it. Right? And. I go back in and I, along with all that, I realize I'm looking in my pockets for change that I should have got back. And I'm like, where did I lose it? Did I drop it? When I go back in there for help? Yeah. We tried to chase you down for the change that you forgot, but you were gone too fast. I'm like, dude, you tried to keep my change. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. It was a whole thing. They ended up it was just bad experience. I don't have to get in. I'm not going to waste more time with this. I'm sorry to our our listeners. I don't know. You know, and our our, our you know our listeners who use Metro PCS or you know, and have a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's one, one you know one opportunity. Uh. So yeah, <clears throat> I, I I think you know you and I have kind of went back and forth in terms of you know you know what what to share on this and i th- i think 
correct me if I'm wrong. But wrong. <laughs> your return back to Mass is, is coming up shortly, correct? So we're Thursday night, and my flight out is six is six fifteen Saturday morning, which means I will be waking up at three forty five. I will be on my way to Palm Palm Spring or whatever it's called, Palm Beach Airport, mm-hmm. and so I'll be there probably. I'm leaving at 4.15. I'll be there about 4.45 a.m. And the flight's leaving at 6.15. I should be arriving into Logan Airport at Boston um, about 9.15. It's roughly like three three hours, like give or take. Like sometimes they're even, the flight's like 10, 15 minutes, like early, you know, this Mm -hmm. flight. And so I'll be arriving about 9.15. And I have a whole day. Yeah. I have a whole day set up of doing stuff, you know. Yeah. Who's picking you up at the airport? <clears throat> so dad dad is picking me up. Pops coming through in the clutch. Pops is coming to my rescue. Like he like he like <laughs> he does so often. <laughs> and you're entitled. So he'll be picking me up. So it's a whole plan. Do you want to hear my plan? Like the day? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I think it's, 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 it's a scary day. It's a scary well, day that I have ahead. Well, I, mean, I, I think it's, you know, a part of what you and I had talked about. And I think for people who might be, you know, not directly impacted, uh, you know, by addiction um, and our recovery, and you might be like, hearing certain terminology, you're like, you know, what does this mean? You know, you and I, and I think other folks know exactly what it means, but um, it gets kind of like, just like, you know, tossed around without any explanation. And I think you, you and I talked about it, like, like your explanation of what, what's happening on Saturday relatively is like a relapse prevention plan. Right. Right. I mean, loosely, but. So, yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no yeah. So I was going to say like, you know, for, for you to kind of go through like, like, a, you know, hour by hour kind of countdown to like when you arrive and what are the next steps. Mm-hmm is really to ensure the fact that this is the first time in now of uh, several months uh, of you being away from Massachusetts and really gaining the, the strength, you know, physically, mentally, and spiritually to then go back to Massachusetts where, uh, you know, the most recent relapse occurred and started to kind of really getting your life back on track. And, you know, day one is equally as important as, you know, day 10, day 20, day 100. So, um, I think, yeah, if, if you can kind of like walk the audience through in terms of what your day looks like and um, what your aim for that day to be a good day uh, would be. Yep. Sure thing. So my sponsor gave me three contacts for me to reach out to prior to landing in Boston. Now I'm going to be living specifically in the Boston area, which I, I never have. Right. So it's a new area for me mm-hmm. where I, sure, I may know some people in the meetings and they may know me, but I don't know them as, as intimately as I know people in meetings on the North shore of Boston. That's more of my area for meetings. Mm-hmm. So I was given three contacts to reach out to, to, to let them know, Hey, I'm coming in 
Saturday, my sponsor, so-and-so gave me your info, your contact, and I'm just wondering if we can connect and wondering what meetings you go to and that type of thing, right? So I I reached out to two out of the three yesterday. So I started that, right? They got right back to me. They're like, we go, yeah, one of them said that they go to a meeting Saturday night in Brookline, which is probably about a 15 minute drive from where I'm going to be living. And it's at a police station, believe it or not. He's like, do not be alarmed. You know, we've been meeting there for years. Blah, blah, blah. They don't bother. The cops are cool. The cops are cool. So, like, it's an NA meet, Narcotics Anonymous meeting at the police station in Brookline, Saturday night. And um, so that's one, that's, that's one, one person, um, that's one person that I spoke with. And then another one was saying, why don't you just, follow up with them when I, when I get into mass, you know, and, and I'll connect. So that's like part of, you know, my relapse prevention plan is like starting that process, like building the support system specifically on where I'm going to be staying, mm-hmm. even though I have like, I have like, there's no doubt I'm going to still be going to some meetings on the North shore still mm-hmm. where like, I know just about like 80% of everyone that's in the meetings up, th- up that way. Sure. Which it's real comfortable for me, but I'm not going to always want to drive to the North Shore from where I'm going to yeah. be staying, right? And what, what, um, what, what are your thoughts about that? Is, is like building that sober network, but also like that meeting space, like r- really as, as close to where you're going to be residing. Like as you just mentioned, right? North Shores are where you know you know meetings in in and out. Eighty percent of the people. This is going to be a new territory, even though logistically right distance it's not that far away but it, it might might as well be a world away when you're trying to developing mm. uh, a recovery network um and recovery support uh what are your thoughts on that right. in terms of like building that support right in your community because uh, i have some thoughts on that that i've, I've kind of talked through and with you know uh clients yeah. you know that i've treated sure yeah so I think it's really important for me to be able to have a couple committed meetings that are close, really close by to where I'm going to be staying, mm. like within like a 10 minute drive or a couple, a few minute, you know, walking distance, whatever it is, it, it should be close by like a couple meetings. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's important. But I think we- that in terms, in terms of like building like a specific network, in that area so like that's part of it is like to have like two committed meetings that i'll be attending regularly where people are going to be able to get to know me because i'm in that same meeting every week i'll get be able to get to know people but also for me because i have such a large network on the north shore there's a lot of people on the north shore that have contacts with people in boston so it'll be easier for for me to like go up to someone and say, Hey, do you know Scotty from, you know, the, this meeting up on the North shore and, you know, it'd be easier for me to connect with people. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not, but it's just been some of my experience in the past, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. what, I am, what are your like thoughts in terms of like those, those meetings close to home? I mean, Did I miss your a, question? About... Did I miss your, your question there? Did no, no. I... Like what's, what's like, what's the importance of 
attending meetings close to where you live? Like, is it just a, like a distance thing? Like, what's the the positive or even negative of you know that kind of decision? Because I've I've heard it on both sides. Yeah, so I think that that's what I think it's important. That's what I was trying to touch on. I guess is that I think it's really important to have at least two committed meetings that I attend regularly that are really close to where I'm going to be staying. So if I start obsessing or I get into a negative headspace, um, you know, I, I know the, the layout of meetings within my own community, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the way that I've had kind of had conversations with people, again, b- both sides of it, right. We can kind of, you know, play both sides of the coin. And I, and I think a, a, as a therapist, you know, in the field of, you know, addiction and recovery, it's important to, you know, really be honest with people and, and kind of get their thoughts on, you know, what, what's really going to work for them. So the pro, uh, again, especially in the Northeast, you know, very different than Florida. And, you, and you've been honest with some of your experience, you know, walking to meetings because it's Florida and you can walk, you know, day and night outside. Uh, but yeah. in the Northeast, right, we're heading into the fall. Yeah. We're heading into the winter. So, you know, if you lived in... yeah you know whatever like boston like downtown boston you probably don't want to attend meetings in like danvers like you don't want to jump right. on a highway yeah, like, that's, yeah that's a, <clears throat> yeah that's a good that's a good point too and that would be another reason for me to have meetings that are close by a couple yeah. yep especially yeah. early recovery i mean you know my conversation with people is like that can be a very excuse, like not to attend that, you know, that regular meeting on a Thursday night or Friday night, right? Oh, it's too cold. It's too far. It's rainy. It's this. Right. Where again, if it's a few yeah, blocks yeah. away or yeah. if it's, you know, across town, uh, it, it's less likely. Uh, again, the flip side of the coin, you know, argument has been made that like, you know, people are still kind of, again, embarrassed or, or you know, stigmatized about this notion of like, you know, self-help meetings. And so like seeing people that they might kind of run into in the grocery store, like CVS or whatever. So they'll, they'll go to meetings kind of like maybe a few towns away. Um, so that it's less likely for them to kind of like bump into someone that they might kind of uh, know. So, it, you know, I, I, I think, think that, yeah, I think that's, um, yeah, I think that that comes up more frequently with people who are, entering recovery for like the first few times going to meetings in the community that they grew up in. Yeah. So that, that's, that's a challenge, but, um, you know, I can totally see, you know, going to meetings in the city where, you know, if I'm just starting to go to meetings, going to meetings in that city and being concerned that I'm going to bump into people that I know within the community. But if it's a town where, you know, I've never lived before, it's a new environment, then I really, I don't know anyone really to begin with anyway. So they're just going to end up knowing me as that person in recovery, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a good point, though. Both of them. Yeah, cool. Uh, Very good, Barbara. You know your your shit. You know uh, your shit, man. Well, you know, 21 years in, right? I should know something by now. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean yeah can, so, can, like, what's, what's the rest of your day looking like yeah on Saturday yep. so yeah it's pretty 
like pretty busy. It's like what I used to call in high school action packed Saturday, right? <laughs> and you named your Saturdays <laughs> in high school. Say, in high school, I used to say, "Yep, action packed Saturday," and I'd have a whole, you know, a whole thing set up for my de- for my Saturday. You know, leading into the wee hours of Sunday. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so. Yeah, so I'm I'm picked up by dad about nine fifteen. You know, God knows how long it's gonna get it's gonna take to actually get out of Logan. But once I get once I get out of Logan, then it's we're making a trip to my friend's my friend's home in Danvers to borrow his pickup truck. Mm. And from there going to a couple towns over to my storage unit where there's a bed and a bunch of furniture stuff and a bunch of other stuff and who the heck knows what else is in there. Mm -hmm. So I'll be going through that. And then I'm going to stop by my, one of my brothers and he's letting me borrow an air conditioner for my bedroom. Mm. Cause I guess I need one. I was told. And so I'm making a pit stop there. And that's in the same, he lives in the same town as my, where my storage unit is. So it's not a huge extra stop. Yeah. And so once I have everything in the truck, then I'm going to, we're going to drive back to, um, I'm going to drive back to Boston to where I'm going to be staying and unload my, my friend whose home I'm moving into, he'll, he's going to be there to, to help out with the move. So my, my dad, you know, he's not a spring chicken anymore. My mom has said a few times in the past couple of days. And I think she's saying it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I think she's saying it a lot just to, you know, remind me, take it easy on your father, you know? So, yeah. So, (laughs) and I do a little funny piece with, well, funny, not funny, sort of addiction thing. The, the friend who I'm borrowing his his truck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this particular friend, I I stole his car recently. Mm-hmm. And so when I asked him, you know, I, play, I I know he has a pickup truck. When I so when I was you know kind of I was hinting that I could I could use his pickup truck to, you know, I could use some help with that in some way, right. To borrow his truck. And I didn't ask directly, but I was hinting, you know, how I can be with hinting at stuff. Right. Not and, so subtly. Um, yeah. Not so subtly. Right. Exactly. And he said, I need a chaperone with me if I'm going to borrow his truck. <laughs> so, so I'm like, all right. So, which is, a, it's fair deal. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, pretty fair i mean coming off just (laughs) coming off just stealing his car like grand theft auto um to be able to still borrow a truck of his into the only the only contingency is to have a someone with me that's not a bad deal at all right there's so yeah trust there's some trust there right Olive branch right. at the end, but right. not full on freedom. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 
Right. So, right. So, yeah, so we unload all my stuff and we go back to my friend's home in from Boston to back to Danvers, drop off his pickup truck, then go to my parents where there's going to be a car for me for that I'm going to be that's going to be my car and I'm going to be driving as my dad said then you're on your own is his words that he used with me a few hours ago <laughs> and um drive home so well, then, so well, what time do you think that's my plan be? is so my plan is like in my mind you know I have like this goal right like the goal would be to have everything like all set and me back at where I'm going to be staying by like 5 p.m. ish Mm. and be able to connect with one of the the guys that I connected with that goes to like that Saturday night meeting in Brookline and be able to reach out and say hey I'll meet you at the meeting or hey you know something set it up where I'm going to meet with him and go to that meeting Mm. right so that's my plan and that's what I want to to happen yeah and you know again for the audience sake Adam is that you know what do you think like having this like plan this 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 kind of like really systematic like I go from here to here to here to here why is that important for someone like in in your state right early recovery dude because I will stress the fuck out and my mind will be spinning more than it already is, even with the plan laid out, you know? So (laughs) if I don't have like it detailed down to, you know, A to B to C to D or however, if I don't have the plan laid out in front of me, or I don't know, you know, what, what it might look like, then I'm, my mind, my mind is screwed and I cannot risk by, I'm not saying like just because I'm a, I get a little stressed that I'm going to go use her or anything, but I can't, I really can't afford to be in like meaningless negative space mm-hmm. right now or ever. So like if there's something that I can prevent from being stressful at all or being like more stressful or having more anxiety, then I need to take those steps to pre- prevent that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I I think for the audience sake, for people, again, you know, in it or, you know, not in it, you know, that that's why, you know, this level of conversation is so important. Right. Especially early recovery and, you know, the definition of early recovery, different, you know, for for a lot of different people. But it's the notion that, you know, going to bed and recognizing, hey, this is what I have to do tomorrow, not only, you know, to keep myself safe, but keep myself sober, right? And if I have a plan and it's positive, then I can really be organized. I can really be strategic. Also, you know, my spin on it, you know, for people in early recovery is that like, how satisfying is it in early recovery when you can say stuff like, hey, I had five objectives today and I I knocked out all five, right? That's a good day. That's a busy day. That's a successful day. And being able to go to bed, you know, with a kind of clear conscious, a good head being like, holy, you know, shit, like I, I had a plan and I stuck to it and I feel good about that. Right. And so a lot of this is getting out of that negative space, right. You know, the damage has been mm-hmm. done and blah, 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 lost money time, et cetera, with some positivity, which is I'm doing all the things that I need to be doing to, you know, get my life back on track. 
so it's very, very important is having these plans, uh, especially early in recovery. And what it ends up happening is that what we're building here, you know, through a relapse prevention plan is routine. I wake up at a certain time. I go to meetings at a certain day and time. I have lunch at a certain time. If I'm working, I go to work at a certain time. I leave it at, like, so all of it becomes so like organized and structured that the process becomes just that, just a part of your day. And you don't have to like overexert any energy, but in early rounds, yeah. there has to be a lot of, you know, uh, energy because you're not that far away from, what just kind of transpired. And so it's easy to kind of fall back in those like mental or emotional or spiritual pitfalls and kind of stay in that negative space. Uh, and then, you know, things unfortunately happen. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that's my goal is to be able to get to like have enough time or like be done moving at least moving stuff into the place, the home, right? Yeah. And be able to have to be able to get to a meeting is really my goal. Right. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Definitely possible. Whether, you know, not whether everything's all packed away and all that stuff. Like that doesn't have to be in my mind. Like I'm I'm okay with stuff not being organized if it means that I go to I get to a meeting, you know? So I'm fine with like leaving stuff kind of, you know, messy for now. It's day one and I might not have time to put everything away before the meeting. But as long as like everything is in there, then that's really what I'm shooting for. Yeah, no, that's that's that, that sounds excellent. That's that's a, that's a good mental space to have and, and, and to keep. What's the uh, right you know, to, so, to uh, make it a, a little bit light? What what what's the uh, the the mass food you're gonna jump in first? <laughs> um, what are you craving? What do you what do you what, what have you missed being in Florida for the last few months? I mean, I'll probably honestly I'll probably do a super beef sauce and cheese. I know you like the three way. I'll do the sauce and cheese super beef. Probably in Melrose. Ah. Um, I, I like how I you called it a three-way. <laughs> I will not do a three-way. I will do a sauce and cheese and no mayo. But I'll probably <laughs> do Billy's and Melrose. Or, or I may do Anthony's and Redding. I'll put in a plug for them, too. Anthony's and Redding, is, they have a great beef there. I mean, they really grind it up nicely. Yeah. You know? It's not... It's really like it's grounded up a ton, and there's a ton in there, right? Oh, I went God. to we. I took you to Anthony's, right? I took you. Yeah, Anthony's. Yeah. You had it recently, didn't you? Have it recently, right? I did. I did. I I had it last time I was in Mass, and so what is it? Maybe a, a few months ago. What was yeah, it? I remember you saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I do uh, want to uh, say that. Hmm, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say yeah, uh, Anthony's. I, I got you know uh, their super or like their super super sandwich, and this thing came out. It probably saw honestly, no joke. Probably had two pounds of roast beef. Oh my god, it's unbelievable! How does Anthony do it? Dude. How does he make money off this beef? <laughs> I think my provided. heart I had so much meat in my you know Dude. stomach. It but is like I, I one day we are just gonna. 
we are just not going to be able to leave our seat at Anthony's because of that beef. Okay. <laughs> That's coming sooner than, than expected. That freaking, that freaking beef. Like there's been times where I've, I've finished their beef and I'm like, I'm not sure I should do much of anything at this moment, <laughs> except for just like not move, you know? You, you got meat sweats. <laughs> so, so yeah, probably a beef. And I want to talk a little bit about um, my transition out of Florida mm. has been, it's been difficult. Like besides, you know, you guys know, love the weather. The weather down here has been big for me in recovering. And, but, but so what I did, you know, I built some network of friends down here. I've made some good, some solid friends yeah. and, what I ended up doing was was writing out five thank you slash goodbye letters mm. um, the people that meant the most to me while you know that meant the most to me while I was down here that helped me out with like rides and just befriended me and just you know gave me some love and called me every day and shot me a text and went to meetings with me and all this stuff, you know, this great stuff that they did, who, you know, they paid for some of my meals when I, I didn't have money. And they were just like, these people were really nice to me. And um, like one of, I think I, I shared it on here probably like one of them, I helped him move. The yeah. dude was moving out of his apartment and needed help. And I heard him say that I'm like, I'll help you. And you know something that was one of my favorite days down here was helping this dude move. Okay. Mm -hmm. For a day. I hate moving. You know, I hate physical labor. Physical labor. So for me to uh... <laughs> I think our very first episode, I, I yes. talked about how I hate physical labor. But <laughs> but so for me to be, for me to say that, like that was one of my favorite days. Like you know, like it meant a lot for me to have have this person, you know, as a friend. You know, yeah. it meant a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah, and um, another another friend invited me to. I, I shared about it a couple of weeks ago to a Narcotics Anonymous convention. And so oh, yeah. he invited this other friend invited me there. This other this other friend had this other friend had me um, go to his private beach area with them. Like these people have been wonderful to me. So it is like it's sad leaving you, you know i built i built some good you know i i made some good really good friends and i was vulnerable you know i shared openly with a lot of people down here and now i'm i'm leaving you know so do you have any plans to kind of like stay in touch with these people oh yeah for sure for sure so you know i obviously have their number and i text i text with them every day Anyway, so why would I stop doing that, right? Yeah. And so I'm just going to continue on. And I mean, I plan. I don't think. I don't think this area has seen the last of Adam Taylor. Let me just say that. <laughs> uh, Florida, you should be scared. You might want to close your borders. <laughs> I don't. I don't think this is it for Florida with me, right? So. 
No, it, it, it's yeah. wild because, like, you know, even my wife and I, I mean, we vacationed down in Florida, like, a bunch of times. And every time, like, you know, we do it, we're like, all right, that's it. Like, no more Florida. We'll go somewhere else, whatever. <laughs> and then, like, every few years, we're like, well, what about Florida? What about, uh, you know, you know this this place or, you know, nope. that place? Like, it's so messed up because, like, I really, really don't like the, like, I don't like their like political views down here in the state, you know, <laughs> like they don't really align with my, with my views and my, you know, the way my thinking is. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that that just is like, I, I, I look at it and I'm like, only in Florida would that happen that way. And, you know, different stuff will come up and, but, <laughs> but it's just like beautiful. Like the environment is Beautiful. The physical environment is wonderful. Yeah. You know? Well, just speaking uh, of uh, Florida. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I, hey, I went. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I was, I was going to share. Are you okay with that? You think I could? No. Share. So, I went, yeah, to, so I gonna... I went to a church. <laughs> I was going to. I was so really going to share. No, go ahead. You can do it. All right. Thank you. Uh, All so, right. Like, in the Cayman Islands, like, you know, not watching TV, but like at like at nighttime, uh, you know, throw the TV on and like you know, uh, you know, watch some news or whatever. And so they they get the like some of the local stations from like Florida. So I was like, mm. oh, let's let's let, let, let's see what's kind of going on in, in Florida again. Like when they go like national, or whatever. <clears throat> and so there was, yeah. um, you know, the local you know Miami you know news station or whatever, and yeah. Someone had like a video, like a front door camera, whatever. Someone like coming into their driveway, stealing their car, like driving it off, whatever. I guess this house has been hit like a few times or whatnot. And so, yeah, uh, they interviewed like the homeowner, or whatever. And they're like, yeah, you know, this is, you know, getting out of control and blah, blah, blah. You know, we set up all these like cameras and it's not deterring people. <laughs> and explicitly wanted like the public to know. And now we have a gun. <laughs> And we're going to <laughs> use measures if this happens again. Yeah. We don't want it to, but just to let you all yeah. know, like out there, like we have a gun and we will use it. Which again, Florida has yeah. a, a, a very what strong or loose like stand your ground, uh, you know, laws. Yeah. And so you I was just like, see some of these some of these signs in front of the homes here about protecting their rights with their, you know, their right to bear arms. So yeah. like, yeah. there's a lot of those signs. Yeah. And my response automatically was like, there you go. And, That's Florida. That, that statement right, right there and, is very Florida. Yeah. Right. So I, yeah. The other thing is I, I, I checked out a church down here when I first got here, I went to, I'm like, I had a negative experience the first time I went and I'm like, let me try, you know, let me give it a couple, you know, a couple more tries. So I went to the same church. I'm like, after the third time, I'm like, no, this priest is just a dick. <laughs> That's literally what I said to a friend. I'm like, this guy, like, I'm like, I don't think like the church, the Catholic church down here is like as conservative as like people believe the Catholic church to be anyways, right? Like that's the, that's their, um, you know, that's the reputation, right? Yeah. And, but down here, it's an, it's even 
it's even more conservative, right? <laughs> so like what the preacher was saying, what the pastor was saying, the priest was, um, was like harsh from my view, from my viewpoint, you know, and I, I was having trouble tolerating what he was saying. So I chose not, after the third time I went, I chose not to go back there. And I found this worship and praise Spanish church. Like it was just like a bunch, you know, a lot of like Christian music and people were, you know, just praising, praising the Lord, praising, praising Jesus, you know, and, and that was, and then the pastor would come out like the last 10 minutes of this hour of praise and worship and like say some positive stuff the last 10 minutes and then they'd call it a day. So that's what I ended up going to, which was yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 No. Um, but, yeah. So I don't know that. Yeah. I mean, that does bring something up for me. I don't know. Like I would love to live down here someday Yeah. because it's so beautiful, but can I stand, can I tolerate the culture? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Right. No, it, it, it's, it's wild that you say that because it, there's been a, a few people, you know, Chris, you know, who was on our podcast a few uh, weeks ago, um, you know, you know, born, raised in, you know, Massachusetts and, you know, has been in Florida, uh, you know. Chris? Wait, 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 Chris, you mean our, our top, our top <laughs> listener? Yeah. Our, 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 our number one show. Uh, you mean the, the episode are you talking about Chris that came on the episode a few weeks ago and has like a million listens and has <laughs> like has blew all of our past episodes out of the waters that yeah. Chris that Chris, that Chris. I, I know I know who you're talking about <laughs> I know uh, but no I, I've had like other people like move down and, and I think it, you know obviously the draw of you know the weather and scenery and, and things like that. Um, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people's like after they're there for like, like a month or two and just kind of like, getting through the day, whatever, that's the like, mm. number one thing. Like, wow, things are very different like down there. Like, especially when you're um, so for better or for worse, like it, it is like in your face to a certain degree. Um that kind of contrast between like northeast living society, mm. whatever, to 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 Florida. So, um, right. yeah, it, it definitely is there. And you know, again, uh, as someone who always, you know, announces, I'm never going to Florida. I end up going back to Florida. <laughs> I'm definitely going to Florida at least at least one other time for Disney when the when the kids are older. But um, yeah. No, I guarantee that there'll be at least you know one time before that. Uh, only because I mean, yeah. jump on an airplane, you're there in a couple of hours. You're in amazing weather, right. you know, right on the beach, and so um, you know, still within the U.S. and uh, hey. easy to navigate stuff like hey. that. Right, right. Um, did I tell you? Oh, I I told you. I texted you a picture. I think right of um, what I did over down here. Yeah. Yeah, with the, so so we have this umbrella, you know, that's attached, you know, table umbrella, typical, right? Typical thing. And people are always like reminding each other to because of the storms and the winds and you know, you, you know, we get some of that, you know, make sure you fold it up, make sure, you know, the umbrella's folded up. And I do this like all the time. When people forget, I go back out there 
and fold them up so they don't break when when the storms come right yeah and wouldn't you know like this morning i i was out at the table i i had um you know i had the umbrella up for some shade and i forgot to close it up and we had this storm that happened for like about an hour and 10 minutes in i'm watching the winds and i'm looking through the window and the, the it's pouring and i'm looking through the window i'm like should i go out there and close that umbrella <laughs> and i'm thinking like i will get drenched is it worth the drench can the umbrella survive without me going out there the winds are like at least 60 miles an hour maybe maybe <laughs> will it survive after. at 60 miles per hour <laughs> it's like and, titanium steel umbrella and i look at i look at a friend and I, that's like watching it with me like me he's watching me like make you know my decision process right and i look at him i go i think i'll be okay about like no more than like five minutes after I made that decision, the thing snapped in half, and I sent you the picture of it. Yeah, and it is like I'm like no. So and then it calm like it calmed down a little bit, or enough for me to say, let me run out there and see if I can fix it real quick or something, right? Or and close it up. And I go out there, and I, you know, I'm, I'm look, I'm you know, I'm underneath the umbrella and I'm trying to figure out how to like put it back together. And there's wires hanging out because there's an electron electric piece to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this thing is all done. Like it's, there's nothing I can do about it. And I just like put it back how it was like flying all over the place. (laughs) And I just ran back in and it's freaking out there and it's officially broke. And so like, all I could see is like, do you know that that meme of Homer Simpson where he's walking backwards the into bushes. the gra- the bushes, like the field of dreams type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And he's walking backwards. I think he's waving. And it's, that's basically me saying, bye, everyone. Bye. Because I'm leaving Saturday. So I left you this parting gift of me breaking this umbrella. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so in 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 hindsight, <laughs> would you have gone out in the the pouring rain uh, to put the umbrella away? Yes, if I if I could have definitely, definitively, without a shadow of a doubt, predict that it was going to turn out this way, then yes, I would have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not 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 yeah. to kind of you know put any more pressure on you but that initial thought of like hey i should run out there <laughs> and <laughs> put it down you should you should have followed through with that thought that was a really good thought yeah uh, yeah you're getting soaked in florida rain for all <laughs> of like 35 seconds to save an um the <laughs> life of an umbrella might have been well worth it I, I was told of you know that it's a, a hundred and twenty five dollar umbrella. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Obviously, we don't have. I, that. I, look, I looked at our podcast account, and I can't pay for it through <laughs> the podcast. You couldn't pay for that umbrella with podcast money installments. <laughs> <laughs> it would take uh, you 150 <laughs> months paying $1 a month <laughs> of podcast money to pay back that umbrella. Yeah. But uh, we want to trans- yeah. transition to uh, the other five controversies, but I want to say and I'm sure, you know, your folks, you know, uh, your, your brothers, your family, you know, good friends up there are, are, are going to be very ecstatic and happy uh, that, you know, you, you're back in mass. You're, you're back on home turf. Um, you know, I'm envious and jealous because, you know, my roots are growing here in New Jersey. So the likelihood of me relocating back to mass is none. Uh, so. Uh, please, as you no, eat no. your delicious roast beef, you think of me. Yeah. Take, take, yeah. take a picture. Yeah, I, I always do. Beef. Hey, I always take pictures of my beefs. I always do. <laughs> it's common practice. It's common practice where we're from, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy for you. I mean, it, it's a solid plan. Already building a network yeah. into your new living environment. Yeah. And, you know, this is an awesome opportunity to you know, you know, give yourself a chance to, you know, to be successful, you know, you know, the you know, old saying, you know, one day at a time. Oh, uh, before, before yeah. we transition to the five controversy, I was going to say like, like not, not to kind of compare like your situation to my situation, like leaving Massachusetts and like, you know, coming down here, like I was, you know, well into my thirties, you know, uh, before I moved down. So like entrenched, you know, uh, you know, community friends, you know, you know, uh, you know upbringing, everything. Yeah. Um, but like coming down here, like my network was all built around like Zelda's like brother-in-law and like people that he knew and like, you know, male cousins. And so like I had a kind of supportive environment and obviously it's, it's been like, you know, 11, 12 years now. So like I have other people that I've you know made friends with, but like yeah. the notion of like people in recovery being afraid of like not knowing anybody when they relocate to another town or another state or whatever, like how beautiful mm-hmm. is it to have like, you know, the recovery community being like, Hey, if you're doing the right thing and you show up to these meetings, you will automatically like make friends, like that commonality, that kind of common bond yeah. um, really is yeah. powerful. You know, as you mentioned, you know, you, you know, you had like, you know, five, you know, at least five solid relationships that, uh, and who knows, you know, what that can kind of turn into, you know, moving forward. And so, you know, what a beautiful concept yeah. that other people don't get to kind of experience, right? Outside of like, oh, I'm I'm relocating for work and I'll make friends through work. This is kind of, you know, a, a different situation of like, you know, uh, yeah, going for treatment purposes and, you know, uh, building that, you know, support system and then friendship, uh, you know, through that process. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. Thank you, Barbaros. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward uh, to you want to do the the music? Yep. Mm, nice. So this is a segment that uh, uh, folks that we've talked to, right, is that they play at home. So please play along, you know, yell at us uh, as you listen to it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, agree, disagree. However, it kind of really benefits you, but you know, have a laugh out of it. And some of the things you know that you know our original <clears> concept <throat> of this podcast was that you know we are going to talk about like heavy material and, and serious material, but you know we want to bring some levity and some lightness to it all. And this segment is you know helping kind of you know uh, 
you know, sh- you know, shift that for, for people. And, and it's important, right? You can't be hard and heavy, even as a therapist. Like, I can't be in therapy mode, you know, 10, 12 hours right. out of the day. That, you know, that, that's just going to, bur- you know, burn me out. And so same thing in, in, like, recovery. You just can't be big booking it, you know, every hour on right. the hour, right? You, you got to have some fun with it. And, you know, this is an opportunity for us to kind of, you know, have fun, you know, uh, with each other yeah. and, you know, uh, with the audience, uh with it all so all right uh yeah first one when you're right. at home are you wearing house shoes no shoes at all or i termed it as a barn you walk in with outdoor shoes you walk right into the living room kitchen bedroom on bed whatever with the shoes that you wore outside what's your take Say that whole thing again, like my options here. It's not clear cut. Yeah. It's not so like when you enter yeah. your home. Yeah. Do you switch from your outdoor yeah. shoes to like house shoes or slippers or you go, yeah. you know, outdoor shoes, you take them off and you just walk around either barefoot or with socks, or do you wear your outdoor shoes all the way in the house and kind of like do that thing? Yeah. So, does the, if I know I'm going back out, I'll I'll wear my sneakers. I'll wear sneakers for you know until I I I come back from whatever I'm doing. So, but if I'm gonna if I'm home for like the day and the night for the night, then I'm switching right away. Like as soon as I walk through the door, I'm switching to like slippers or you know like maybe maybe just socks. Maybe just socks. Do a lot mm-hmm. of that. Um, maybe like some type of like some type of like sandal gear, you know. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But something com- something comfortable, not 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 typically the sneaker that I've been out in or the shoe that I've been out in for the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a complicated one. Oh, thank you, thank you for that. Yeah, really. So, like traditionally, like Turkish homes, there is no outdoor shoes indoors. Like, I remember being a kid at my parents' house. Is that like my mom would yell at us if we had literally our sneakers on with like one foot in the threshold. Like she would just lose her marbles. Uh, And so I, you know, I grew up that way. And so our home is, you know, as soon as we like enter. You know, shoes come off. You know, right at the door, and you know, winter time. You know, usually I'll, I'll do the house. You know, shoe thing. Um, you know, summertime where it's you know it's nice, it's tolerable. I'll I'll usually do you know nothing. But um, mm-hmm. even at times when I have like I don't want to take off, like I have that like response of like I should probably take my shoes off and I'll like run into like a downstairs bathroom real quick or something like that. But like definitely, uh, you know. I, I also prefer, yeah, no, no, no shoes being worn inside the house, you know, beyond just yeah. you know, the threshold. Or, or right. If I'm in the home, like I want to be as comfortable as possible, you know. Yeah, word, um, word, it's word. funny. Right, it's funny too. I, I was just your example of growing up. Um, I rem- remember, like, if I was coming home from school through the front door, then it wasn't a big deal about taking my sneakers off, right? 
But if I was outside playing in like the backyard and it was known that I was in the yard out back, you would hear my mom from like wherever the fuck she was. Like she could be in the freaking attic, but she would hear the back door open, like from me coming in from playing. Take your shoes off. Take your shoes. I can hear it right now, you know. It's funny. (laughs) Drilled into your memory. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) All right. The shoes. The shoes. Oh my God. If she ever hears that, she's going to kill me if she ever hears this because of the voice I'm doing. Take your shoes. I, I don't sound like that. Uh, all right, Adam, that, that's not my voice. Oh, no, it was. That's how I heard it. That's Mom. how I, exactly. <laughs> that's how I remember you. <laughs> uh, that, all right, so next one. Brownie. Nuts or no nuts? I like nuts. I like oh, nuts. Fucking of course you do. Like it adds to the it adds to the texture. Oh. Like I like the texture of like the regular brownie with the hard nut in there. So. I, what a disappointment! I'm not oh. saying I don't like the plain brownie either. I, I'll eat that too, right? But given the preference, the preference would be nuts in the brownie. No, no, no. Wrong, wrong, wrong answer. The answer is <sighs> Adam. The brownie is perfection all on its own. You don't throw nuts in it and think you're jazzing it up. You're actually lessening the quality. A brownie with nuts should cost less than a brownie with nothing in it. <laughs> that, that's, that's my take. It should be, it should Dude, be. whatever. You're out Fuck. of your trees. But this, this, this controversy just reminded me of something that happened last night. Oh, so every story. yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell it quickly. I know you don't probably give a fuck, but I think <laughs> it's a funny story. So, uh, so one of the one of the guys that I live with here in in sober living, he he's an older gentleman, and he's been drinking for years. You know, he's he's still like, you know, he's still going through like his withdrawal a little bit. I think right. It's taking them some time to to bounce back. So I make I make some cookies, right? Sometimes last night was one of the nights. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some chocolate chip cookies, right? So I I grab the cookie dough, I put them on the sheet. It's in there. I I, I t- they're ready to serve. I'm serving them up to other guys in the house, like on a plate, right? Because I want everyone to be able to. They everyone there's enough for everyone to have two chocolate chip cookies, right? <laughs> I I bring the two to this guy that I'm talking about, right? And he goes, "Oh my, these." He takes a bite. These are these might be the best chocolate chip cookies that I've ever had. Ah, where'd you get this recipe? Recipe? How did you know to to make it like this? These are just so good. And with a dead straight face, I go. Yeah, it's my grandmother's like old <laughs> recipe. I can like call my mom for it, and just like, <laughs> and the other guys in the house like know I'm full of shit. They know my humor and stuff. And like this guy was like, "Oh, really? It's really good." <laughs> like, it was just like it was funny though. It was funny. You had to yeah. be. Yeah. Is that now? Is that a dick thing or is that just a funny thing? What is that? 
Well, it, it's only funny if obviously you know you you deadpanned the statement, <laughs> but you got to come back and being like, no, like this this is not an old fa- family tradition recipe. <laughs> It's, it's fucking Pillsbury. So one of the so one of the guys in the house like ended up just telling him like twenty minutes later, this isn't an old recipe. <laughs> it's a recipe. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. The, the yeah, it's not, Taylor yeah, it's not a generational recipe from yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Well, Next one is kind of really aligned to what I just did and what you're about to do. And I think for people in the, like the Northeast, especially, uh, I I would say New England, right. uh, There's a little bit of a decision to make, right. Do you do JetBlue versus Southwest air? I'm traveling JetBlue on Saturday. So I'm going JetBlue. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, we actually flew JetBlue out of uh, JFK, uh, going and coming. Yeah, I love it. And I didn't realize it. I, I haven't flown JetBlue in God, <clears throat> well, well, well over ten years. Uh, I didn't realize this. Their legroom in any class is absolutely spectacular. Holy <clears throat> moly! Like I'm not tall at all. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of leg like, room. I, huh. I was really, really happy with uh, uh, you know, the leg, the leg room, you know, side right. of yeah. Jeff. And, and again, all, uh, you know, you, you know, even their older planes have TVs on the, you know, the back console. So you can always watch yeah. something and be entertained kind of, you know, that way. Yeah. Um, Although some, some, of them don't work. Yeah. some of them don't work that great. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I would say, in, in my experience of JetBlue versus Southwest, uh, definitely edge to to JetBlue. If, you know, if I had to pick one or the other. Uh, all right. So next one, fourth controversy on, on the list tonight is white or yellow sliced cheese. What? Yeah. Repeat it. White versus yellow sliced cheese like american cheese correct white or yellow white or yellow white or yellow american cheese am i what? am i understanding it correctly that, that is it that is it it's not really it's two colors not really hard to understand well, freaking yeah that's an easy one i go white uh say more please you know what? I will say more, and I was planning on saying more if you give him, if you were going to give me some more time. <laughs> so, <clears throat> in my mind, the white cheese is just cleaner, <laughs> <laughs> yellow, dirtier, or it just doesn't doesn't look right on my food. I don't like the way it looks. Maybe. I'm I'm trying to process it out right now. You know, I'm trying to tease it out a little bit right now with you. Cuz I never really gave it a thought, but I will I will choose white every time over yellow, like I know that about me. Yeah. Um I think it's I think it it's an ecstatic ecstatic aesthetic type of thing, just looks nicer. Mm. But I think it's a I think it's a cleaner thing too. And 
is there, is there, and I don't know if this is real or not, or I'm just making it up, which is totally possible, but is there a, a socioeconomic piece to it or no? <laughs> what? No. what are you laughing at because that wasn't really supposed to be too funny but anytime someone laughs at something that I say I always look at it as a positive thing even if they're laughing at me so well, no like if, if you're buying what like, the fuck the, you laughing at? if you're buying the cheapy stuff right whatever like Lando legs <laughs> like the individually wrapped I think yellow cheese and white cheese is, is the same price. There's no, okay. there's no price difference. But, you know, it's is there, all right. my take on is it. There, um, is, there a dem- is there a demographic piece to it? There's no freaking difference. They obviously have it in every single damn store because it's a personal you know, preference. Do some cultures, do some, do some cultures go, go, go white versus yellow cheese? I don't know. Maybe, like, does maybe, does maybe that's a part culture, of our, our, our an example would be does, does Hispanic Hispanic culture do they go more yellow than white? Does <coughs> well before you, you start know, affecting everyone who's listening on, on this podcast, jackass, is that you and I are neither Hispanic to make comments about what the Hispanic community prefers over cheese. What you know, it's an is example that I'm giving. The white tailors prefer white American <laughs> cheese and the Dindlers are a lot of you know yellow cheese especially on uh on burgers which I I did change like I would just get whatever is yellow in the store. you're yellow you're yellow I'm a yellow oh my god I didn't know that about you I'm yellow I would have bet for sure that you were white well again let me you're let me hear, hear, the have... hear the story hear the story yeah. Hear the story. I Give didn't it to care. I have no difference. White, white cheese, yellow cheese, it didn't really matter. It goes on a sandwich. It goes on a burger. It doesn't really matter to me. But my wife, every time I would bring home the white cheese, she's like, why'd you get the white cheese? Get the yellow. It tastes better. I'm like... Oh, my God. Those feet fell the same. Yeah. I'm okay. Like, All right, dude. Relax. And, of course, like I would slip up every now and again, and she would just like beat it in. And so... for. I, for probably uh, close to 10 years, all yellow cheese in the Dindler household. You come over, mm. if I'm making burgers, you're getting yellow American cheese on your burger. Not cheddar. All right. And I, let know. me ask, I don't want to, at the risk of spending too much time on this controversy, <laughs> if you, if I made you burgers and I put white cheese on it, would sell, would your, would your wife not want it? No, no, she'll because his no, no. She may she right. may comment on it. She might be like, <laughs> "What are you? What are you cheaping out? Right. Not spending the extra twenty five cents and getting the yellow? No, cheaping out. I thought there's no price difference. You said. Well, I, I'm saying what she would say. She uh, might think that there's there's a financial. <clears throat> I don't know. See, she's there is in her. See, this is what I'm talking about <laughs> I, when I said. Is there a socioeconomic piece? That doesn't necessarily mean that there is definitely a money piece to it, but is there a perception even that there's a socioeconomic piece? And you just said that basically there might be a perception on your wife's end that there is 
a socioeconomic piece to it. So there you go. There you go. Hey, uh, A plus on Adam on Adam Taylor's. Um, no, no, you know, thought, not even close. Thought process. Not even close. Yeah, a not plus. Even close. Um, I, like it, I, 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 I was uh, riffing, and uh, I do that from time to time. And so, I only said that because you're so fired up that you actually think there is a a socioeconomic difference between white and yellow. <laughs> which, you know, next time I go to the store, maybe I'll pay that much, you know, extra attention on it. But moving on, controversy number five. <laughs> yeah, I think this one's really do powerful it. too. A lot of people are going to be very, very passionate about this. I'm definitely passionate about uh, it. I'm going to have a lot of energy towards it. Do it. All right. What GPS system do you use? Waze oh, versus on. Google versus Apple Maps. Oh, come on, Bob Rose. You suck. This one's huge. Oh, you suck so bad. Do it. Do it, I, it. I can't even. I can't even say. I can't even give you one. I can't even, cause like sometimes like Waze works better. Other times Google Maps works better. I switch it up. I'm not. I'll say that. I'll say this. I I feel like Waze communicates to me better whether there's a speed trap or something's coming up that could cause me to have an incident of something. So I, so I feel like Waze does it better with their communication with me. So I'll say Waze as a preference. Okay. Well, uh, the audience might like this, but I am 99.9% .9 all about Waze. I like the communication. I, I like, aesthetically how the gps acts i like the communication between drivers right if you're driving and you see police or you know broke down car or whatever you kind of like put it on there and then someone behind you gets yeah. it's, it's, it's it's still really there is it still there you press okay or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no it's uh i, I like oh, there, there's even an incident uh like many years ago that someone else in the car we were driving down to the jersey shore and it was like I mean, I kid you not, like well over an hour of traffic. And so someone in the car was on Waze and was communicating with someone that was like further down, which is like, what? what's going on with the travel? Like, yeah, there's no accident. There's just tons of people on the road, you know, heading down to the beach or whatever. And, you, yeah. can, you know, you can actually communicate with other drivers that way about like, what are they seeing versus kind of how far you are, whatever. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I definitely prefer, uh, you know, uh, Waze. Uh, I, I like Waze a lot. All right. All right. So, all uh, right. So that was the show. Thank you all for listening. Um, please email us uh, the ad uh, the addict and the counselor at gmail dot com. Uh, love to hear what you guys think about the episodes. Uh, please feel free to let us know if you have any controversies that you've kind of fought over. We'll definitely uh, incorporate into the show. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you can find us on all pl um, podcast platforms, um, Spotify podcast, uh, Amazon Music podcast, and Apple Music podcast, Apple podcasts. Also, I want to right. Also, I want to say, if you, for our listeners, if you're listening to our podcast on Spotify, please feel free to comment on the episode in the comment 
section. Yes. Yeah. Please. As well go. as I really, as well as our Insta new Instagram account, the yeah. Addict in the Counselor Instagram page that has been created a few weeks ago, and we're getting new followers every day. And I just really, I we really appreciate all the new followers, and really grateful for everyone that that goes on as as a new follower. Really yeah. appreciate that for sure. It so. definitely means a lot to us uh, for folks to be you know, impacted and listen, have fun with the show. Uh, you know, you and I are definitely having fun with it. And so we're going to, we're going to keep that, uh, that train rolling. All right. All right. The end. Hey, I'll speak with you soon. All right. Next time in mass. <laughs> All right. Later. Bye. Bye. All right.